Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started this week, folks, I do want to bring you some breaking news. Future Endeavor Mania is running wild in the world wrestling entertainment. There have been a tremendous amount of releases both behind the scenes and in front of the camera. Most notably folks like Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, and even Aleister Black. They have all been given their future endeavor notices, aka no longer with the company at this time. Now, as you can imagine, the sky is falling online. I mean, Jesus, the humanoids, the pencil neck geeks, the Hammeneggers, they are flexing their Twitter fingers, especially those who claim to be part of quote unquote wrestling media. They keep trying to convince you and I that they are some kind of insider with all this special information. And you have to go to their site. Maybe you have to pay behind their paywall in order to get some of this special information. But as we've learned this week by none other than Aleister Black, who comes from a long list of people pointing out this fact, these folks are not insiders. They are just people who get information, bits and pieces of it, and then they spin a tall tale. I believe Aleister Black said 95% of what they say is not true, which leaves only 5% of it to be true. No different from what Eric Bischoff, no different from Bruce Prichard, no different from Vince Russo, etc., etc. They all have the same things to say about the dirt sheet gang. Main idea being this. They make up stuff. They are trying to swindle you. They are trying to convince you that they are some kind of all-knowing, all-understanding entity that you must pay attention to. In reality, it's a joke. It's a bunch of malarkey. It's a bunch of balderdash. And at some point, we have to stand up and we have to say, enough is enough. Now, one offender in particular that it appears Aleister Black was alluding to is a man by the name of Sean Ross Sapp. Okay, he's over there at Fightful.com, a website that I have personally enjoyed reading through the years, although over the past, I'd say about uh, 18 months, not so much. For some reason, Mr. Sapp has given up his ability to be someone who takes media seriously, in my opinion, and instead has gone the route of tabloid clickbait Mr. Pay through my paywall, and then I will give you information that is either inaccurate or is partially accurate. So, very interesting person here. And Alistair Black called him out, and we know that he did because Mr. Sapp had a very mild response to being called out. So, which is a little different because Mr. Sapp, uh, according to reports from other people and i have uh, checked the receipts by the way enjoys jumping in people's inboxes and even at times challenging them to some type of physical confrontation imagine that so we will continue to pray for mr sap and his ilk uh pray that they get their acts together we pray that they 
somehow, some way, find the gumption to realize that there are real people with real lives, not uh, Twitter finger gangsters. And because these are real people, real lives, you should do everybody a service by actually reporting on the facts and stop trying to make yourself the news. Stop trying to make yourself some kind of all end all be all authority on what's going on in these real people's lives. Now, mind you, I'm not talking about analysis. By all means, we all have eyes. We all have brains. We all have perspective. Analysis is above board. But when you try to report on something as being a fact or being true, when in reality it is not, well, you expose yourself for what you really are. Once again, future endeavor mania running wild, the humanoids, the Twitter finger flexors, the thugging and bugging gangsters on the social media streets, they're running wild as well, folks. Now, let me just say this. No one ever wants to see people lose their job. Of course not. But the folks who have been uh, future endeavored, especially the ones in front of the camera that we know of, are pretty talented. And I expect them to land on their feet and, and possibly thrive better than they ever have before. Because now they are truly recognizable superstars, which means that their value in any company going forward is tremendous okay these are seeds that will grow once they are planted elsewhere so good luck to you all i look forward to seeing what happens next and congratulations to the entire wrestling industry because in one fell swoop you just became that much more strong that much more interesting Everybody will eat off of the McMahon plate because he created stars who are now available to come to your company and make you more relevant. Congratulations. And don't worry, folks. There will certainly be plenty to say to the McMahons and the WWE who continue to find ways to put the almighty dollar ahead of any person. Okay, which is very interesting, but I guess that's what a publicly traded company is supposed to do. You're just a number, okay? And the rest of us, you're only a customer, okay? That's just the way it is, baby. Nonetheless, we will continue to keep an eye on this developing situation. Hopefully, the bleeding has stopped. Hopefully, um, you know, the, the industry has absorbed enough fresh talent to build itself off of hopefully we can just get back to more compelling wrestling content i want it on my tv my computer everywhere every single day 24 hours a day it should be available to us and it has been thank goodness for that so without further ado we'll get on to this week's episode where i have a very fantastic conversation with somebody that the Dirt Sheet Gang, the Humanoids, the Pencil Neck Geeks, those that I pray for, uh, just have a very strong issue with. So, I hope you feel this to the marrow of your bones. Enjoy the verbal intercourse you're about to receive right now.
locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And let me tell you something, folks. I am going to kick off this week's episode. You know, we're in year five of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. And I'm at, I'm at that point now where it's like, you know what? I don't mind people sharing their opinions, especially if there are opinions that differ from mine. And I don't mind people expressing themselves. But at the same time, I don't give a what? You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, look, we got to let it all hang out, baby. And we have to focus on what's most important out there. And that does not include allowing people who don't have control over their own lives to dictate what content gets put out, especially on this show. So I'm kicking off this episode with one of our favorite guests. And, you know, he's one of our favorite guests because... Every time I have this guy on the show, I get canceled. Okay. We, you know, the, the dirt sheet gang, the, the humanoid mafia, the, the, the nose candy bandits. Every time I have this guy on the show, they come out in droves to let me know, Duke, how could you have him on your show? I'll never listen again. Most of them never listen the first one. I'll never listen again. This is not right. And it's very interesting because it's clear that they're afraid of this guy because he breaks news before they ever could. And there's really nothing they can do about it. And it frustrates them. So I got to have him back on the show just to keep poking at them because, hey, I enjoy a good time. Without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Legitimately a guy, every time he's on the show, it's a top 10 episode of the year. I wonder why. Mr. Brad Shepard. What's up there, Shepard? Wow. Well, I certainly cannot beat that introduction. Thank you. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to uh, join you for Duke Loves Wrestling. Um, I'm just, I'm getting back into that wrestling space now. You know, I took over a year off and, uh, you know, obviously I do my politics thing and still am, but now I'm getting back into the swing of wrestling and uh, that's making a lot of people nervous. Well, it, it definitely is making a lot of people nervous. And, and come on, Shepard, you, you're talking amongst, you know, a, a safe space here because, you know, we're all about feelings here on Duke Loves Wrestling. This is a safe space. Um, you say you took a year off, but let's be honest. Wh whenever I need breaking news, I reach out to you. And more often than not, you have some very strong or for me. And by the way, folks, I verified uh, Shepard has legitimate sources. This isn't a joke, okay? This is the real deal here, which is why he's able to point out things weeks, months in advance. And then your favorite dirt sheet uh, crew there, they try to pass it off and act as if they're the ones who broke the story. So come on, Shepard. You, you kept going this entire time. It's just that you haven't put it out on a platform in the, in the way that you used to do it. Okay, yeah, that's probably a more accurate representation. You're right, but... I'm back in the swing of things and, um, you know, I was never completely away, but now I'm focusing more onto it and it's, it's already making people nervous. 
And uh, every time I come on this podcast, it triggers people. And so for that, for me, it's a win. Well, it's, it's definitely a win because it's a reminder to everyone that despite them with their, their Twitter fingers, because, you know, they, it's like they've been they've been pumping iron with their with their fingers, man. You know, they, they're all puffed up. They're all all puffed up and they're panging on the uh, on the keyboards there, regardless of them insisting on you being canceled or me being canceled. We just continue to roll along. So so what does that say to somebody who thinks they have so much influence and power? Well, yeah, I mean, and keep in mind, Duke, these are the same fans who are buying the AEW wrestling buddies and sleeping with them at night. Well, and, and, and let's hope that's all they're doing. But yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> if we ever notice any um, holes in the wrestling buddies that were not put there originally by design, then, you know. Um, we, we may have something, by the way, I, I would guarantee that's the case with some of them. You know, some of them do make me a little nervous and make me wonder if they would be, uh, capable of stooping to that level, which listen, you know what, as long as we have, uh, consenting buddies, I don't know, can the buddies consent? You know, I, I guess I'll just kind of look the other way, but it is a little, it is a little interesting with some of these folks here. Um, Shepard, what is it, what is it about? you breaking news weeks, months ahead of everybody else for the most part. Why does that piss so many people off? Well, a lot of it is rooted in the fact that I do my own thing. You know, I'm not part of this wrestling media circle jerk. So from a wrestling media perspective, you know, I'm not, you know, kissing Sean Rossap's ass. You know, I'm not telling everyone that Dave Meltzer is the greatest journalist of all time. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't fit in with that group. Uh, I don't agree with them in a lot of ways. I just think they're awful people, unethical, dishonest. You can go down the list. Uh, so we don't like each other, and so they don't want to acknowledge me. Um, that's their way of you know stealing my news and using it as their own and hoping nobody will find out. Um, but they're lying to their audience, you know, so they don't like that. And then the, the other piece is just, you know, the fan base tends to get very triggered by me because I'm honest and I give my honest opinions, whether you agree or not. Right. And we can have a difference of opinion, but you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with how I, I feel about a particular topic. Right. I think women's wrestling sucks and maybe you disagree and that's fine, but this group, that's not fine. They get completely triggered by it and they want me canceled. They don't want me having a voice and that's too bad. That's too damn bad because you can't cancel me and I'm going to continue to have a voice as long as I want to. You know, it's it's funny that you say that, Shepard, because one thing about you and I, you know, and we've been interacting for a few years now. There's a lot that we don't agree on. There's no right. two ways about that. Right. Yes, and, and, and we're very open and honest with each other about what we don't agree on, like the, the whole women's wrestling thing. You know, I'm a big proponent of women's wrestling. Yes. Um, and I understand where you're coming from, which is the interesting part, because I've taken the time to actually have a conversation with you about, well, what do you mean when you say you think women's wrestling sucks? And you have some valid points. And I think that a lot of that centers around the, the piss poor job that the companies do in terms of the way that they feature the women. Um, but at the same time, I do feel that, you know, that we have some of the, the greatest 
most talented women in the history of pro wrestling out there today. So we're able to have that that discussion and peel back the layers. And whether we we walk away agreeing on points or disagreeing on points, at the end of the day, I can honestly say, Brad Shepard, you and I have never had a crossword with each other. Right? Yeah. Not even one time. Not even one time. And I find that interesting because a lot of these these folks who want to control and they want to gatekeep and they want to act as if they're so woke and they're so accepting, they constantly try to marginalize and limit and control people who don't agree with them openly and kiss their ass about things. And it's really just disgusting um, to see. It really is. People should be honest because, you know, Duke, what I see on social media in Twitter in particular is, just going back to the women's wrestling example, a lot of guys who maybe are sexually inexperienced, they're physically attracted to the female wrestlers. And so there's this pandering or, you know, kissing their ass or telling them how great they are when, you know, really what I'm seeing versus what they're doing is two different realities. So I think just a lot of it is, is disingenuous uh, from this woke social media wrestling crowd so that everyone thinks, you know, I'm I'm the good, nice guy because I'm for women's wrestling and I like women's wrestling and it's so wonderful and it's the best. And oh, Natty, you're the greatest. And oh, Sasha, you you know, it's it's like it's so disingenuous. So I think in some cases it's they're not even being honest. Right. There's just other motives for doing that. And we know what those other motives are, because a lot of these women end up exposing a lot of the folks that you're describing there. You know, so 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 hold on a second, humanoids, because uh, I know some of you hate listen to this show, especially when Brad Shepard is on. Um, Brad is talking about a specific type of fan. And he's identifying that specific type of fan, the disingenuous person who claims to be for women's wrestling. But then they turn around and they really can't justify a lot of the, the claims that they're making. And then when you really peel back the layers, you see that they're just some kind of weirdo creep who who's trying to you know they have dreams and designs of one day being with some of these wrestlers which is just never going to happen he's talking to you <laughs> very yeah. specifically uh if you genuinely are a fan of women's wrestling and you like women's athletes and you want to see the best of the best and you can call that out whether anybody likes it or, or dislikes it real recognizes real um but real also recognizes fake so just keep that in mind, because I know some of you are going to be taking sound bites and, and, and posting. See, he did it again. Brad Shepard did it. Again. You know how they get, Brad. You know how they get. You know, yeah, I, I, I do. It's it's really fascinating. It's really fascinating. And it's to the point where some of them, they'll jump in your inbox and say, hey, fight me or, or meet me in this place or I'll do this. They literally will threaten physical harm because you don't agree with something that they agree with. Yeah, absolutely. They will. That's that's something that's happened repeatedly. Um, you know, you just look at the fan who was obsessed with Sonya Deville. Right. So you see a pattern of this sort of behavior, this obsession uh, w- with these male fans who are, you know, beyond just liking the female wrestler as a wrestler. And that's really what I'm referring to. If you genuinely like women's wrestling, uh, you know, that's fine. I don't care. I still, I still think it's a niche. I still think they're used improperly. I still don't think it's good. But I don't care if you like it. That's, that's not a problem for me. 
you know, where I have the problem is the folks who, uh, as I talked about, you know, these obsessive fans going after and stalking Sonia Deville, uh, the ones who are being disingenuous, who are telling you that Sasha Banks is the new nature boy, Ric Flair. I mean, these people are uh, delusional and disingenuous and they can't be taken seriously. And, and here's the problem. And we see this time and time again, because you have these characters, including the ones that are in wrestling. So whether they're wrestling media or wrestlers themselves who want to portray themselves and they want to encourage these fans to, to be this fake woke, this fake activist, this, this online activist that really doesn't have any skin in the game and is really not about that life, right? Because when you have people who have actually put the work in and who have actually worked on making a difference in life and things like that, again, real recognizes real, real recognizes fake. Look at the long list of people who have been exposed for being creeps, sexual abusers, sexual harassers, jerks, immoral, you name that you just go down the list. And a lot of these folks were some of the loudest um, lunatics that these wokesters, you know, these fake woke people were propping up and acting as if they were the greatest things since sliced bread, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Sean Ross Sapp, who covers pro wrestling, and he covered the Me Too movement in pro wrestling. And you find out he's he's so feared as a journalist for uncovering these stories that a promoter in, in wrestling company was going to book a show. Sean Ross Sapp served tall named after him and he was going to appear on the show. And it turns out the promoter is part of this Me Too movement where he's been accused. So he was such a good judge of character and they were so afraid of his big league journalism. Uh, you know, they're literally doing stuff under his nose now. He later apologizes, my understanding, and, and the show didn't happen. Uh, but, man, it's like, you know, these guys are just clueless. Clueless, and, and it just comes back to the same point. Stop trying to control what you can't control. You know what I mean? I, I, I saw one guy the other day, um, and I don't mind saying his name, Nick Hausman. Nick Hausman, who, who's been on this show numerous times and who I thought was, you know, an all right guy, despite the fact that a lot of people have buried him. And a lot of people don't like him. And a lot of people yeah. openly make fun of him to his face and bury him behind his back. You know, so this is not this is no secret. This is pretty open here. Um, I saw him put out a tweet where he said, can everyone agree not to interview Alberto Del Rio, Alberto El, El Patron, whatever he calls himself today. And I thought that was just one of the more ridiculous things in the world for this reason. Nick Hausman works for the number one wrestling news site, Wrestling Inc. Yep. How, how dare you, Mr. Works for the number one site, try to control what everybody else can do? So, so is this not a business? Are people not trying to compete with each other? Is, is the news not important enough to cover from all angles? Like, what, what are you trying to do, Mr. Gatekeeper, where you're trying to control who can interview who, and therefore what content can be put out? So you can keep yourself as a fat cat and on top, right? That's my interpretation of that. No, I think you're, you hit the nail on the head. You're exactly right, Duke. And it goes back again to my point about, you know, how they refuse to cover my exclusive news in wrestling. You know, they're the gatekeepers and they want to keep certain people out, people they don't agree with, people that could be deemed controversial, people that don't have the same belief system, you know, people who aren't 
uh, don't have certain political beliefs that they do, right? So I think there's a lot of different reasons, but you know, these dorks like Hausman have deemed themselves the gatekeepers of professional wrestling. And it's just absurd. I mean, these people are losers. They are outcasts. And for them to act like, you know, this holier than thou, we're so wonderful, we're, we're so moral, we're so much better than you. Uh, it's, it's just, it's absurd. And, you know, it's not going to change per se either. So you have to work within the system. But yeah, it's just, these guys are a detriment in almost every way to professional wrestling. Well, because they, they're not interested. And in fact, they have a vested interest. And this is, this is my perspective. This is me taking a look at the entire field and the way that they react to certain things and the way that they turn a blind eye to other things. They have a vested interest in ensuring pro wrestling is not legitimately covered. They don't want wrestling media. They want yeah. this, this, this nonsense where they can control who's accepted and who's not, where they can con control what gets covered and how it gets covered. Um, they have a vested interest in keeping things the way that it is, as opposed to I should be able to, just like with anything else, I should be able to get news from whatever slant that I want to get it from, regardless of the topic, Right. If I, if I want pro-WWE news, I should know where to go for that. If I want anti-WWE news, I should know where to go for that. If I want the AP news, the AP news of pro wrestling media, I should know where to go for that. These yeah. guys want to essentially create a, a, an, an MSNBC version of pro wrestling media, but then they even start eating themselves after a while, right? They they start attacking them. Well, you're not you're not left leaning leaning enough in this pro wrestling media landscape for us. So we're gonna we're gonna chop you down too. It's really it's it's really the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life, because you got to remind them you're covering a a industry that is a niche industry in and of itself, yeah. and you're not important. You, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're a <laughs> yeah. contributor to, to something, but it's like, you're, you're, you're really nobody. So why are you trying to control this so much? Why don't you just do what you do and let so-and-so just do what they do? Like, what, what the hell is this, this thing where you feel like you have to, you have to own and you have to force coverage to be what you want it to be. It's, it's really ridiculous. It, yeah. There's a lot of ego involved. And as you mentioned it, they're never woke enough that bar is always being pushed to the left. They're never woke enough. Uh, they always eat their own eventually. We know that. So, but it's very interesting because it is a complete circle jerk, as I mentioned. And one example of that would be the double or nothing weekend for AEW. And all of these journalists are tweeting and talking to each other and they're going out and they're hanging out together. And, you know, really what it is, is just fanboys with WordPress access who talk to wrestlers or have some level of relationship with some of them, right? That's really all these people are. They're not real journalists. When Sean Rossap says, oh, Keith Lee isn't cleared, that's not really a news story. If you were to read a sports story and someone wasn't cleared for a game, you would know why, right? There would be information on why he's not cleared. What is going on? Is he okay? When will he be back? 
there's no real level of journalism. And I understand there's different levels of cooperation and pro wrestling. But if you had good sources within the company, uh, then you would have that information. And they don't. So it's very weak. And I think that goes back to that insecurity goes back to the gatekeeping, right? When you're not exceptional at what you do, when you're insecure, when you think people may have better sourcing and more information than you, gatekeeping is one way to keep them out and keep your spot. And I think a lot of that is what this is about. Shepard, if you could name, you know, two or three news items that you've you've put out there just in the past year that other people have tried to put their, they basically erased your name off of your homework and wrote their own name over it, uh, so to speak. What, what, what are two or three uh, top stories that you were the first to break that other people try to take credit for? Yeah, just in the last couple of weeks alone, the SummerSlam location, right? So I broke that information, the stadium, you know, the city, um, I first broke the news that SummerSlam was being considered for Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so I, I broke that information as well. I, I, I've broken a lot of stuff recently. Um, John Cena's return, right? That when he was returning soon and he would be there for SummerSlam. And there's a lot of information that I've broken and people read it. People read my feed. And by the way, trolls, let me just say, People read my Twitter feed for me, not for your replies to my tweets. So just save yourself if you're going to reply with obnoxious things or your opinions or telling me how I should do something. I absolutely do not care. So I want you to think about that before you tweet. But I I break all this information. And again, they do the gatekeeping. And sometimes they will just outright steal it more often than not, frankly, and not give me credit for it, right? So that's really what it comes down to is these guys like Meltzer and Sap and Satin, you know, and, and some of these other Johnny-come-lately jabronis taking my information and running with it. They're all buddies, so they credit each other. Uh, that way they make sure the gatekeeping remains in place and nobody else can get credit and get recognition and be part of their little club. When you and I first started interacting with each other a couple of years back, I wanted to to really take your temperature and figure this whole thing out, because that was the only reason why I had you on my show the first time. It's like, look, everybody, you're the most controversial guy in wrestling right now. Everyone has something to say about you. What do you have to say about yourself? Right. Where have you heard that before? That's a, that's a common theme on this show. I go to the newsmakers. I don't sit there and try to act like I just know what I'm talking about. So I had you join my group. It's a private group. And it's a private focus group is what it really is. Cody Rhodes, you can you can hit me up and I'll give you some tips on how to actually create a focus group since you don't seem to understand how to do that. Um, but literally hundreds of people, various age groups, various sexes fr- from all over the world, wrestlers, past, present and future, right? Stars, promoters fans who spend money and legitimately you know pro wrestling is something that is a major part of their life we have a a cross section of people and and guess what the good majority of them are women as well which is an interesting uh uh, concept there because as we know the pro wrestling fan base is majority super majority uh men right so i started putting your stuff out in this focus group. And I had you come in and you started posting stuff and things like that. Articles where 
people were going after you and, and saying crazy things to you and what have you on Twitter, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's really see this. Let's really check this out. The, you know, not just people who want to be woke, not just people who identify as a Republican or a Democrat or, or, or gay or straight or, or, or American or whatever, like literally we had it all. And the overwhelming majority of people, Shepard, responded positively to your work and positively to your post and, and your post sparked conversation, right? So it's interesting when you don't have the mob mentality of, Hey, you're not supposed to like this guy because so-and-so in the, in, in the dirt sheet mob there says that we can't like him and you're not supposed to pay, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't pay attention to his, to his stuff and say it's good because we're not allowed to do that. When you take people away from those mob mentality settings and just say, hey, you're an independent thinker, here is something, what do you think of it? The overwhelming majority put it over, right? Yeah. Yeah, fascinating thing, all right? <laughs> you know, and you want people to think, right? Again, they don't have to agree, but just sparking that thought, something that may be outside of their box of thinking, you know, at that's a good thing. And, and we need that in pro wrestling, right? Because basically we have the wrestling media all aligned in the same direction, right? The biggest thing about wrestling is we need five-star matches and that's how we determine who the greatest wrestler is. And, you know, WWE sucks and blow it. again, they have, they, they're all the same thoughts. And so it's like, you know, a bunch of people sharing one brain. So we need more than that. We need the alternatives, right? The counterculture folks in wrestling who can point those things out and, and let people think for themselves. And it, it's that's overwhelmingly what happens. I mean, and you even see this with the wrestlers themselves, too. And, you know, like privately, I will get messages of support from fans and people in the industry and you know, the heat on me is strong enough where some people aren't comfortable following me on Twitter or, you know, want to interact with me privately uh, to get my thoughts. Or there's people who do follow me. It really does depend. But there is that level of support for me. Um, and, and people kind of want to like it, but they want to be careful because they're afraid to come out and, you know, oh, this is really good or this is thought provoking or he has some good points. They don't like to hear that. And, and so people are afraid to say that, but they're not alone. There is a lot of people that think on some level the way that I do. And if you don't like that, that's just too damn bad. Maybe you should look in the mirror. Well, my, my favorite part is the people who, you know, they're, they're not necessarily a part of this, this uh, wokesters culture, but they're afraid of going against them. So, I, I mean, I've seen websites, uh, I've seen, I've seen people who allegedly had a voice and as soon as the tide shifts and it looks like, you know, well, well Brad is being canceled, suddenly they can't talk to you. Like you said, yep. they can't follow you anymore. And essentially they have to take a step back and disavow because it seems like everybody is against this guy. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm with this guy. And it's very interesting because it's like when the coast is clear, suddenly they're poking their heads out of the sand and saying, hey, Brad, how you doing, man? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, isn't that the truth? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And a couple of those folks, they, they pull that same garbage with me. And I tell them very, very, you know, 
clearly, I say, look, I wish you and your family nothing but peace and prosperity and health, but do me a favor, stay the hell away from me. Because if you can't think for yourself enough to determine, it's like the whole talk about ratings, TV ratings. Well, the ratings said that the show is down and the ratings said, it's like, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. What did you think? I thought it was all right. Are you going to watch it again next week? Yeah, I'm going to watch it again next week. Then why the why the hell are you talking to me about ratings? Why do yeah. you need anybody else to tell you whether or not something is good enough or not? Don't you have your own brain? So it's the same concept. Well, you know, everybody's saying I shouldn't I shouldn't follow you. I shouldn't talk to you. Okay, but what are you saying? Do do you really think that what what this content is is so bad? No. Do you agree with some of it at least? Yeah. Then what the hell? What's what are we talking about then? Just stay away from me. Just just don't even come over here. You stay over there. You you continue to let people who have no control over anything in their lives. So they build up these fake personas online where they want to control something so they can try to justify their own existence. And some of these people are sick because half the time you'll see them post about how they don't want to live anymore and things like that. I mean, these are people who've got some issues, man. And I hope they get some oh, help. Yeah. And I'm praying for all of them, seriously. Uh, don't hurt yourself and don't hurt anybody else. I, I really hope so. Um, so it, it's just interesting when you see some of these folks who allow people like that to control who they follow and who they openly interact with. It's really something else, man. It really is. Uh, you know, and it's like, and I even have sometimes wrestlers that will do this as well, not just the fans. And it just reminds me of, you know, that's one of the things I think that's wrong with the business today is, um, you know, like I'll give you an example, Mustafa Ali from WWE. Um, he tried to throw something back in my face about the best women's butts in WWE article that I wrote, I don't know, a year or two ago for Pro Sports Extra. And so he said, was this you? And he was trying to dunk on me. And it's like, yeah, like I, I'm proud of it. That was me. Thank you very much for uh, letting everyone know that I wrote this and sharing it. I mean, so it's like, but in what planet is a pro wrestler responding to me, trying to dunk on me about an article that I wrote? Like that has, it has nothing to do with him. You know, I, I don't know. They, they get, they get that way too. So it really is a lot of times, I think these, you know, this cultural thing with this woke stuff, it's the wrestlers too. You know, it's just the marks are in the ring as Vince Russo would say. And and so it, it's fans, but it's also guys like Mustafa Ali. Well, and, you know, I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that article, Shepard, because that was the, the main thing that I used to really take a test and see, all right, is this guy really no good or is there something else going on here? I don't know if you remember, but again, hundreds of people from around the world, we, we posted your article about the top male butts in wrestling, right? Yeah. Because that's another thing people don't like to talk about, the fact that you actually wrote an article about men's asses as well. Um, yes, and you I took did. a poll and, and, you, and you put out the results and what have you. So, so we posted that. And how did the focus group respond? They said, okay, I, I, I wish he would have done something about women. I don't really care about men's butt. They, and, and, and this was mostly yeah. women saying this, mind you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And I still got yeah. the, I still have the information. So anyone listening right now, if you want to doubt it, I have no problem. Let me just get permission from everybody, which or I can blur out their names. I will show you it. Literally, I would say nine out of every 10 
were women and they were saying, we wish we saw the women's article. And then it's like, well, by the way, he did write a women's version of this article. And then we posted that. And then the discussion grew and literally comment after comment. Yeah, I agree about so-and-so. How come so-and-so wasn't in there? This one should have been ranked higher. Women were saying this. Yeah. So (laughs) imagine that, right? right? (laughs) Well, it's a cosmetic business, right? It's entertainment. You know, you're not going to see Sylvester Stallone doing Rocky and looking like a 160 pound bum with no muscles and a beer gut. You know, so it's a cosmetic business and they work really hard on their physiques. Right. And so that's just one way to recognize that and create some fun discussion. That's all it was. It was not anything serious at all. Uh, But it was also something that people were not doing. Right. Nobody was doing something like that. So it was something different. It was something fun. You know, it was not serious. And, you know, it's used as like this. Oh, I'm the big, bad sexist. And again, you know, nobody talks about the men's butts article. I I spoke to women. Right. I spoke to people in the LGBTQ community to get input and put that list together. Nobody cared. In fact, nobody read the damn article. When you look at the difference between the two, it was overwhelming. I think it was like 30 times more people read the uh, female butts article than the male butts. Why? Because they're virtue signaling, right? When they say this kind of stuff, it goes back to what we talked about. They're disingenuous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, Shepard, you're, you're back to openly posting about pro wrestling. So why don't you let everybody know? If they want to keep up with what you have going on, because who knows, you know, you, you might do some updates to those articles or, or, you know, do some articles where you're judging other things too. Uh, like who, maybe we can do who's the wokest of the woke out of the, uh, the dirt sheet mob. Why don't you let everybody know the best way they can keep up with you? Well, you can definitely keep up with me on Twitter at it's Brad Shepard. That's S-H-E-P-A-R-D. That's the best way to reach me. And look, I have to be honest. I think wrestling needs me now more than ever as I'm getting back into wrestling and seeing the landscape and seeing what a trash heap it is, what a dumpster fire the wrestling media is. I, whether it's a Substack page with news articles or a newsletter like um, thing, I don't know, or a podcast, you know, wrestling needs me. And so I'm weighing those options right now. So more to come on that in the future. You know, before I let you go, and, and you brought up the name a little bit ago there, Vince Russo. You know, Vince Russo is, is someone that I have a tremendous amount of respect and time for. He's been on the show. I know you have a tremendous amount of uh, respect and time for as well. He recently, and by the time this posts, it'll actually, it should be a done deal. He recently revealed that he is going to officially purchase and own the Realm Network. So Vince Russo is going to have not just a network in name, but an actual apparatus. It's, it's an actual network. And within that network, there's going to be a whole host of additional podcasts, uh, wrestling wrestlers from, from the, the past, the present, what have you. Um, really interesting stuff here. And one of the things that he said is that the Realm Network is going to be a place where people especially independent thinkers can express themselves without the wokesters trying to come in and dictate and control 
and and let you know what you can and cannot say. You know, this is the whole right to censor thing uh, playing out in real life all over again. Um, so Russo is, is really going to ramp it up with this this whole realm network and, and really make it a, a strong thing there. What's your thought on that, on, on somebody creating a safe space for independent thinkers? I love it. We're in the midst of cancel culture. And again, as I've talked about, the gatekeepers trying to uh, cancel these folks, you know, they've tried to get me fired. Uh, so I love this idea. I'm actually a big fan of Vince Russo. And the only money I spend on wrestling outside of the WWE network, of course, on Peacock, um, is the, the brand. I subscribe to Vince Russo's The Brand and his Patreon. Um, I think, you know, Ben Hameen, Stevie Richards, Vince, uh, I think Billy Batty does a great job with his wrestling news. So I think there's a lot of uh, really good stuff that, uh, that Vince has already come up with. And I think this idea of having a platform for independent voices, it's excellent. Very glad to see it. And, um, you know, Vince understands more than anyone what it's like to be canceled in the industry and, and attacked by these, you know, internet goofs, these wrestling media marks. So, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of the idea. Hey, this is the Duke of Dorchester, the one, the only, the man of the hour. Yeah. Can you handle that, baby? I want to tell you this. You've been listening to Duke Loves Wrestling.